Ayana Contreras for Reclaim Soul on Vocalo. Recently, I had the chance to sit down with producer and drummer Makaya McCraven. I'm here in lovely Rogers Park with Makaya McCraven. Hey, Makaya. Hey, Ayana. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. So I, I wanted to talk to you in advance of the Hyde Park Jazz Festival because you have so much going on in your life. I mean, it's very exciting. You have this Blue Note remix album coming up. You have your own uh, work with International Anthem Records. It's it's a good time. Have you been really productive during this pandemic, or how has it been for you? Uh, it's been difficult staying productive during the pandemic, and it, it's kind of taken uh, a lot of work to kind of just keep myself keep myself going and keep myself engaged. Um, but with so much going on. Um, you know, I've just been kind of plowing through. Tell me about this uh, Blue Note album. Um, the single, the first single is already out. Tell me about the process. Like, uh, did they approach you and were you able to just have at the archives or what was the deal? Uh, yeah, the record Deciphering the Message um, came about really with a meeting with me and, and Don was, and I just kind of was presenting just different ideas I had about sampling and working with um, both the way I've been doing it with my own recordings, but also just the desire to, to work with uh, such an incredible um, legacy of music. And, and Don, you know, was into it and, and we quickly kind of got the process started. And, um, you know, from there on, you know, I took a, a deep dive into the catalog, you know, guided by some mentors of mine that I, I reached out to and, and just kind of just went at it and then just really engaged with my creativity, you know, um, and just kind of let the music speak to me and, and try to speak through the, through the process of, of making the record. If you feel like that, your feet, pat your feet. If you feel like clapping your hands, clap your hands. If you feel like taking off your shoes, take off your shoes. We are here to have a ball. So we want you to leave your worldly troubles outside and come in here and swing. That's exciting because I think for a lot of people, maybe in younger generations, their entry point to a lot of the Blue Note recordings have been the samples and specifically like the Shades of Blue, Mad Lib situation and different things like that. Do you feel like you're kind of carrying on that lineage or do you think it's like a completely different thing? Absolutely. I think it's all part of a lineage and I think, you know, the sampling itself is part of a lineage in this music. Even if you look at these classic Blue Note records and you can hear from record to record the way that musicians would use language, you know, and create language where they were using the similar things or sampling from each other in one way or another. And, you know, I think all of this stuff is a part of a continuum of music, even the way that we play jazz standards and we give them our own, our own uh, arrangements and our own way of, of reinterpreting them. And so now that you know, we can do it with uh, recorded music using technology, and we've had people like Pete Rock and Madlib and, and so many uh, producers, you know, even going back to, you know, things like the Mellotron and the tape loop and repurposing recorded sound for new things, you know, it's just another way of, of dealing with sound in the past and presenting in the future and keeping these things alive. And so I, I think of it as, as part of a continuum, absolutely, and I'm, I don't really think I'm, 
trying to reinvent the wheel. You know, I just try to put my own spin on it, you know, and I sample the way I sample and I play with the tracks to give just kind of another uh, dimension to it in that regard and in incorporating uh, all of my co collaborators and the great people I get to work with for them to give some flavor and, uh, you know, just try to make something uh, beautiful. about some of the folks that um, helped you on this journey, folks who were on the record? Um, Jeff Parker, longtime collaborator, uh, and, and, and I consider a mentor, uh, Junius Paul, Marquise Hill, um, you know, these guys, some of my closest friends in this music and in life, and um, uh, Matt Gold, uh, Deshaun Jones, Joel Ross, you know, and just kind of a, a cast of, of, of particularly guys that I've been working with for a long time and have developed some personal relationship um, with and uh, yeah, that I trust, you know, especially in this time with the pandemic and just, you know, not as much interaction with as many people. Um, I just kind of found I was falling into working with, with people that I trust and, and, and that we support each other. That's a good point. I didn't think about that, that relationships shifted. I was just saying to somebody that they were like, do you know this person? They said that you all are really good friends. And I was like, honestly, the people I consider really good friends are people that I've talked to at one point or another through this pandemic. I mean, because those are the people that you don't just happen to see out and about. You had to make a concerted effort to connect with them. So I wonder if that is impacting more than just friendships. Absolutely, I, I believe so, at least in my personal life. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, this, this time has affected all of us in ways that we couldn't really understand or predict and, and we've dealt, dealt with it the ways we, we've dealt with it. And, you know, um, I'm grateful I've had, you know, people that were there to talk to me and work with me through kind of challenging uh, circumstances as we continue to. Yeah, because it's definitely not over yet. Speaking of not <laughs> over yet, we, we are still kind of making those moves into festivals, and you've been going doing a couple of festivals, it looks like, over the past couple of months. How's that experience been for you? Has there Have there been any, like, surprises, any good things, bad things? I mean... It's been fabulous. I mean, I, I mean, I've I've been surprised almost at you know how moved I've been, uh, not only on the bandstand but off the bandstand, seeing other musicians play. Um, uh, so you know, being back is 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 great. You know, I mean, there's the extra rigmarole of of just getting around and doing that, uh, doing everything, and and uh, kind of getting back into this pace of of life and and all the interaction. Um, but yeah, it's been great to perform. It's been, you know, there's a, just a, a really great, uh, feel connection with, with the audience and with the musicians. And, um, it's really kind of bringing home, like how important, um, these moments that I've missed for some time have, are. 
Absolutely, because I know I was talking to who was I talking to? Mike Reed. Mm. In the midst of the pandemic, you know, Constellation, we we weren't sure what was going to go on with Constellation. But one of the things he said was, you know, woodshedding and jamming together is such a crucial part of the music. And if that isn't going to happen anymore, he was really concerned for that aspect of the music and, like, how would we figure that out. And I do think that, you know, now hindsight is starting to seem like it's – I don't know, we're, we're like settling into a new normal, but it's definitely not what it was. And and it won't be, and nothing ever is really what it was. And, uh, you know, this is a particular challenge, but, um, you know, the music will f- find a way, you know, and the people that are that are moved by it will find a way, and, and people will continue to play, and... And it can't be stopped, you know, because it is essential to our survival and our our own mental, emotional, spiritual well-being. Of course, got concerns, but, you know, when it comes to the music, it's going to keep on going. I think a lot about you in terms of live music because I think a lot of people's introduction to you was a live record. Mm. I mean, that you augmented, but I mean that was essentially recorded live. Yeah. And that energy is such an important part of the DNA of what a Micaiah McCraven record is. So like thinking about that aspect. That is really important. The live aspect um, is something that I've always felt is a unique uh, and special place, right? When you get a lot of people, and it doesn't necessarily even have to be music, when you get a lot of people together in one space, putting their energy towards something and concentrating towards something there is something there's there's something in the air that you can feel you know there's like a tangible feeling that of our collective energy and our collective presence and being together i mean one of my favorite things in music is when in a concert is when it gets really quiet and if there's people talking amongst uh the club or whatever the murmur hushes and to 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 a pin drop and I, I find that to be a really powerful, a powerful moment. And so, you know, um, the live space and the recorded space are, are completely different. And how I treat them with my, the way I, with my art is a completely different space. You know, not having that, you know, is, it has been tough. And I don't know, it's just, it's, it's great to be back and to be in that, in that. And, um, you know, hopefully we can get back to uh, maybe doing some recordings and trying to capture some of that magic. Uh, on record. I'm Ayana Contreras for Reclaimed Soul.